Dad, I need a guitar. Great. I just made an announcement that would shape a generation, and what was I getting? More potatoes, honey? What do you want a guitar for? Well, I was thinking about joining a rock and roll band. <laughs> Something amusing here? <laughs> I just need to borrow the money, okay? But you're not serious, are you, honey? Well, I mean, you paid for my piano lessons. Honey, that was different. Why? Why was that different? There. I had her stumped. That was real music. Good morning, Gut Buckets. This is Big Orange Couch, the 90s Nickelodeon podcast, where we talk about all things 90s Nickelodeon. My name's Joey. I'm Andrew. Uh, Nanu Nanu. <laughs> it's Chris. Man, I'm going to have to bleep that. Really? Yeah, this is a clean podcast. <laughs> I thought I thought about that as we were walking up. <laughs> so are we to expect Mork and Mindy? To okay, well, uh, you don't have to say. You don't have to say. Uh, We'll see. Well, well, we will see. <laughs> okay, well, what are we talking about today? Uh, this is episode 87. We're talking our dream Nick at Night lineups. Mm. We've been talking so, about this for a while. Yeah. It was tough. Yeah. A tough, uh, a huge amount of stuff to go over. Yes. Uh, Chris, you mentioned having uh, really enjoyed prepping for this. Oh, I loved it. I, I, well, I loved learning about shows that i didn't know existed mm. uh revisiting shows and i uh, really liked um feeling uh vindicated and thinking that things i thought were lame <laughs> then are still in fact lame oh so you have uh well, well we'll talk close calls in ferguson too but uh is there any that like didn't end up on your list close call ferguson that you went back and looked at that you want to talk about now Lassie, Lassie, okay. <laughs> Lassie sucks. Yeah, yeah. I remember I feeling that way at the time, and I was why well, I I had one uh, uh, with Mr. Ed. I'm like, hmm, I wonder what Candace thinks about Mr. Ed. Candace, our resident yes. horse expert, horse TV <laughs> movie expert. I'd be shocked if she has any familiar, like any um close familiarity. <laughs> really? I yeah. Who, who doesn't know? Who, everyone knows Mr. No, Ed. No, 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 no. Everybody knows Mr. Ed, but. Do people really like Mr. Ed? I think yeah. so. It's got a really catchy theme song. It's definitely better than Lassie, I think. Or like yes. the more serious animal shows. If we're good, you know, let's do this. Um, Mr. Ed, Lassie, Flipper. Is this Mary <laughs> Kill? No. <laughs> no. Uh, just Rank. Because they're both, they're all three animal-centric shows that are not very good. One taught me love. One taught me patience. <laughs> one taught me hate. Um, it, what do you think? Uh, Mr. Ed, the best. Then, man, that's tough. Yes. <laughs> uh, I think I'd put Lassie a little bit above Flipper, just because Flipper feels like so ridiculous. <laughs> a dolphin? Like, how is he? Have you watched any Flipper recently? No. no. Hold up. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not about to say that. Uh, I can't even imagine. It's been so long since I've seen him. How do they have episodes? 
What were the episodes yeah. about? Uh, they were. It's uh, not like I, it's I, not I, like I, Flipper can join a band or something. Yeah. <laughs> Funny you should say that. Oh, because that's uh, on your list. <laughs> Flipper joins the band. Uh, no, but you're you're missing one show from this group. Oh, of animal shows. Uh huh. And hmm. uh, I hope that you don't know it because we will talk about it. <laughs> um, but I think I think Flipper does Flipper solve crimes. <laughs> I can't imagine how he would, but with it, dolphins are maybe, very intelligent, maybe. Andrew. Yeah, you're right. They're they're more intelligent than humans in some ways. I think that's what they say. That's what they say. <laughs> There's a really good one of my favorite Radio Lab episodes is about dolphins. Hmm. I'm not really a dolphin guy. <laughs> But there's a really good radio lab about that. I don't you don't think dolphins are interesting? Other... Oh, I think they're interesting. Oh, okay. <laughs> but this, this this episode is kind of about like how they became interest, like how people decided that like dolphins are really interesting. Like, you know, people are very fascinated by dolphins, and that's kind of a recent phenomenon. Is it because dolphins uh, show interest in people, and so people are interested in things that are interested in them? I think that that's definitely a big part of it. I think that um, dolphins have shown the ability to understand human language oh yeah um and and like demonstrably right um like they're the only animals other than you know chimps or whatever that that can really do that Hmm. um and uh i don't know you guys check Hmm. check out the radio lab (laughs) on on dolphins it's it's pretty nuts for those tuning in for our dream nick at night lineups yep dolphin talk (laughs) uh quickly mr ed is definitely the best of those three without question i Um, yeah i agree and then i will go uh flipper lassie yeah i think that's the order then yep yep very good uh how do we want to do this so kind of we when we did dream snick it was eight to ten uh nick at night starts at 10 yeah sure okay um before before we do i was looking at uh some of the nick at night pretty much has a set uh like five to six shows at any given period that they rerun had you checked out what nick at night is currently running no no Uh, do you want to do you want to hazard some guesses family Hmm. guy or something no no family guy family matters no, Family Matters. But, uh, uh, I feel like those are too new. Or Family Matters is too new. Oh, no. Friends? There's some really new stuff. I mean, not stuff. new enough. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> uh, Friends is on there. Oh, night, and, you know, if you turn you turn down any time over the next week, it's on every night. How I Met Your Mother. It's mm, a good guess, guess, but no. Yeah. No. Scrubs. No. Ugh. No. Oh, you don't like Scrubs? <laughs> Neither do I. <laughs> oh, okay. Ugh. Uh, you, want, you want me to just share? Uh, we got Friends. Mom. Uh, which I, or moms maybe uh, it's whatever the Anna Fair show yeah uh, George Lopez wow. uh, and SpongeBob are the most <laughs> reoccurring Wait, shows SpongeBob <laughs> that <laughs> makes no sense why not because the cartoon yeah I feel like that like the whole part yeah. of Ni- the premise of Nick at Night to me in my head like it has to have this like has to be a sitcom or like a family kind of show. Hmm. SpongeBob is definitely a weird choice. It's not even like an adult uh, geared cartoon. Yeah, know? I was looking over the next week. It starts. It starts Nick and Night every night for uh, like thirty minutes, maybe or an hour, or hmm. something like that. Nick and Night is for relaxing. <laughs> well, <laughs> the other relaxing. the other shows that are in rotation, just not recently, are Full House, Fresh mm. Prince, 
the Goldbergs, two and a half and two and a half men. Wait, I, I thought the Goldbergs was still like. It is still on. Okay. That's a weird choice, yeah. Is it? Have you guys seen that show? No. Uh, yes, I've seen one. I've seen, okay. I, I remember seeing one episode. So, yes. what is the official Big Orange Couch podcast? <laughs> I feel like that would be. Uh, I, f- I feel like that'd be irresponsible for me to even give an, an opinion on it. I, I I want to think that. I mean, I think I wouldn't be surprised if it's good, based oh, on Jeff Garland. I don't. Yeah. I I, rem- I didn't mind it. Uh, I haven't tuned in again, but I didn't mind it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay. So, so uh, how do we want to do it? Do we want to do like each share our first block, or do we just yeah. want to do our list? Yeah, yeah. I think I like, one at a time. Okay. Yeah. All right. I like that. All right. So it's ten o'clock. It's Nick at night. You're you know you're ready to wind down. Yeah. What's your What's the first one? And oh, uh, we should say this is a '90s. Yeah, yeah. Nick at night. Yep. Um. It really took me a long time to put this together, um, but I finally landed on Gilligan's Island. Wow. Seer Gilligan. Just sit right back and you'll hear a tale, a tale of a fateful trip that started from this tropic port aboard this time. Seer Gilligan? <laughs> it's from the second season. Uh, Gilligan suddenly gets the ability to read people's minds. Uh, like S-E-E-R. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and the rest of the castaways get excited about it and try to figure out like why he's able to do this. And they finally figure out it's because of these weird sunflower seeds that he's been eating. So, <laughs> oh <my gosh. laughs> so they all start eating them and reading each other's minds, and then they start fighting with each other because of that. And finally, Gilligan uh, burns the bush down that had the seeds to keep them from killing each other. Like on purpose? Yeah. It's a real morality tale. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Uh, Gilligan, huh? Yeah. Uh, Somehow Gilligan's Island, just in general, like, is really Nick at Night-ish to me. Like, when I think Nick at Night, Gilligan's Island's one of the first things that comes to mind. Um... And this episode, I maybe the only one that I specifically remembered. Something about it, just the weird... Every character is, like, showcased pretty well in it, so... I don't know, everybody kind of has some laughs. Yeah. <laughs> um, who's, and, your, who's your favorite Gilligan that, character? That, that, I was about mm. to ask that, yeah. Um, I think... Man, maybe, probably Thurston Hull. Hmm. Okay. Hmm. He's... <laughs> 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 what about do you guys have? Uh, not exciting, but Gilligan. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't have one. Okay. Right. <laughs> Is there a monkey or something? There's an episode with <laughs> a gorilla. Maybe there's a monkey one as well. I don't yeah. know. But there was a weird joke in this one that I always remember because when I first heard it as a kid, like I could tell it was supposed to be like risque, but I didn't understand it at all. It was years later before I figured it out. Um, uh, really working on that. <laughs> I, I like to think Andrew's got like a notebook with like the Gilligan jokes, just like math equations. Yeah. Uh, you want to hear it? Yeah, oh, yeah, please. Uh, <laughs> Never mind, Professor. For goodness sakes, I'll test her myself. Now go ahead, Ginger. Start reading. Uh, 36. 22. 
Oh, well, Ginger, I was trying to figure out the longitude and the latitude of this island. Oh, no, you weren't, Skipper. You were thinking about... Never mind, Gilligan. All right, now, uh, Professor, you go ahead. You test her. All right, Ginger. Read my mind. 362236. <laughs> well, that's just the atomic weight of sodium hydrochloride. Oh, no, Professor, you were thinking about ginger... Never mind, Gilligan. Okay, so that's weird because in one of my episodes... <laughs> The specific episode that I picked has that same joke with wow. those same numbers. <laughs> Whoa. It's uh, the her measurements. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, that same numbers. Wow. Uh, Whoa. <laughs> That's really... And it totally... And I'm excited to, to share the totally different <laughs> yeah, context yeah. in which that joke is made. But similarly, no one... You wouldn't get it. Yeah. Uh, unless you It would be fascinating it. if it was possibly the same writer. Yeah. Lazy writer. <laughs> yeah, we should, we should look into using this. his best jokes or her <laughs> best jokes. Did, did you, do you know when um, this episode, or, or remember when Gilligan's Island originally aired? Man, it was, well, the first season was black and white, so it must have been, like, around 1960-ish. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a color episode, by the way. No. Just to, to note. I like Gilligan's Island in color. Kind yeah, it makes yeah. sense. I think it's a little better in color. Yeah. It's like the opposite of the Adams Family. Adams Family, yeah, yeah. better mm-hmm. black and white. Right. Gilligan's red shirt just searing into your <laughs> mind. Seared. Uh, what's your What's your ten o'clock, Chris? Uh, my ten o'clock is. Uh, so uh, <laughs> let me just tell you a little bit about my methodology, really Please. quick. Uh, I. I never really loved Nick at Night. Like, I feel like Andrew, mm. especially, was, like, a Nick at Night guy. I did watch a lot. Um, and I, like, kind of watched it with my family growing up, but I always... It never really hit the spot for me. So, mm. I, on my list, I was kind of looking for things that I wasn't as familiar with that I would... Mm. I could go back in time. So, okay. we're going to start off the 10 o'clock hour with an episode of Lancelot Link Secret Chimp. <laughs> <laughs> and the episode is called Bonana. I'm your host, Ed Simeon, and tonight we have a really big show for you. Lancelot Link, secret chimp. Calling Lancelot Link. Come in, Link. That's Lancelot Link. That's Lancelot Link. This is Lancelot Link. Uh, or the greatest chase in the world. <laughs> so is this the is this the animal show we missed? Yes. <laughs> are you guys are you guys familiar at all with this? I've never even not heard even of this. close to no. familiar. Oh my god, you're in for a treat. <laughs> Uh, so this is season one, episode will you eight. Say, will you say the name of the show again? Uh, Lancelot Link, Secret Chimp. Jeez. <laughs> so this is from 1970. It mm-hmm. had one season. This is episode eight of that season. Uh, and was on Nick at Night in the late 80s and then in the mid-90s briefly. Hmm. Uh, so the premise of this show is really the only reason why it's on my list. It is a show that is... Every character is a chimp. Uh, and the... So I'll... I'll re- I'm, I'm guessing you went back and watched it? Yes. <laughs> I really can't wait to see this. <laughs> so let, let me just... Okay, okay. I, I wrote down the, the IMDb description of the show um, because there's just a lot going on. Uh, How much could be going on? <laughs> you just wait. Um... This, not of this episode, but this is the show. Uh, a member of pop band 
Evolution Revolution, Lancelot Link is called upon by the Agency to Prevent Evil, APE, APE, in their ongoing fight against Chump, the criminal headquarters for for the Underworld Master Plan. Uh, Run by the ruthless Baron Von Butcher, who is constantly bent on destroying Ape and its allies. With talented troublemakers like Credo, Wang Fu, the Duchess, Ali Assassin, and Dr. Strangemind on their side, the stage was set for some oddball humor hijinks. But there was more than just primate puns and chimp craziness on tap. Lance and the gang were also part-time rock musicians, and every episode featured our hero and his backup band, the Evolution Revolution pumping out another bubblegum pop song, which is which is definitely the best part of the episodes are these chimps with the guitar, a chimp on drums, chimp on keyboards, chimp playing bass. Are these on YouTube? Yeah, they're all on YouTube. Uh, and uh, then I guess we should just hear a little bit. Yes, you should hear a little bit right here. Lancelot Link and the Evolution Revolution. Uh, the uh, specific episode is a dude ranch focused episode where um, Lance Lancelot uh, we call him Lance um, they talk to each other they talk to each other it's like kind of like an overdubbed movie yeah, right and the, and the and the chips move their mouths like they get them to move their mouths yeah. in ways like that it almost looks like animation or something huh. um, so but the, the the plot of the, this it doesn't really matter. It's more about the setting. It's like a dude ranch, and the plots usually don't make sense. But basically, they're all about um, Lance trying to save the world from these other evil chimps destroying the world. <laughs> um, and they, uh, I, th- I think what they do is they just have these chips do stuff and then they write the episode around like what they end up doing <laughs> but it's pretty amazing what they do so we have chimps riding on horses in this episode Whoa. we have chimps playing cards like holding cards <laughs> like humans and like putting them down in a pile <laughs> and picking them up we have uh all the chimps are dressed up all the time it is i was do laughing the, a lot do the chimps seem happy <laughs> i did not I, I wanted to wait till I did the episode to uh-huh. actually look into if there were some like weird yeah. issues because they, these chimps were heavily trained. Yeah. Uh, as human-like as you can have a chimp. Uh, this was no Dunstan checks in. <laughs> uh, but for the sheer, just hey, kind of getting. Hold on weird. one second. We've talked about this in the podcast. Did you have a Dunstan checks in poster? <laughs> Or an Ed poster? I had an Ed poster. An Ed poster. Okay. I had an Ed poster, yeah. Uh, which I got at the thrift store. Uh, okay. I wish I had a Dunson Jackson poster. <laughs> a far better film than Ed. Not really a Friends guy. Mm. No. It's uh, okay. Not really a Matt LeBlanc <laughs> guy. Oh, so you're that one person. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm the one person. Uh, I've got my reasons. So uh, I wanted to kick it off with a little with a little fun. Boy, sure. I just know I've never seen this show because no, it would sounds not. unforgettable. Yeah. yeah, I talked to my mom about it. She's like, "Oh yeah." Um, <laughs> it was made. It was actually made by the creators of um, Get Smart. 
Uh, okay. So it's not a dumb show. Like it's dumb. Like it's very, very dumb. <laughs> but it's not like a but it's like a kind of a satire. Uh, yeah. I guess. Is it was nineteen seventy. Things were weird. Oh, so it's color. Yeah, it's color. Hmm. Um Yeah, it sounds extremely weird. <laughs> I mean, it sounds like one season was all you probably could do. Absolutely. Yeah. There's no way you could do more than one season. Uh, cool. It sounds like the peak of like trying to push things in as crazy a direction as they could come up with. Like, yeah. It yeah. can't get crazier than this. I think there's a bunch of smart people who are interesting and like had like out-of-the-box ideas about TV doing a really dumb idea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mixed results, but entertaining. Wow. Uh, my, uh, my Nick at Night lineup has a theme. Hmm. Uh, it's a it's a rock and roll lineup. Ooh, you should have had this. There's a rock and roll song in every episode. It, yeah, if I would have known, <laughs> if only. Don't tell me happy days. Okay, so uh, my my ten o'clock, my first episode, part of my rock and lineup, is an episode <laughs> of The Monkees, uh, oh, which uh, which aired on Nick at Night in November of 1986 to September of 1987, 1988. And then again in 1995 and in 1997. Uh, and the episode I picked is called The Devil and Peter Torque. Here we come, walk down the street. We get the funniest looks from everyone we meet. Hey, hey, we're the monkeys, and people say we're monkeys around. Uh, it's episode, it's season two, episode twenty. I can't believe how many episodes of the monkeys there are. People loved the monkeys. <laughs> yeah, really into it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in this episode, Peter sells his soul to the devil for the ability to play the harp. But this is a classic sell your soul to the devil. Yeah. He really wants to play the harp, and he's really rocking the harp in the episode. Uh, there's like a real cool like devil sequence where like Ooh. once he finds out he sold his soul to the devil, there's like this like psychedelic like underworld <laughs> uh, sequence in the episode. Um, but you know, the, the monkeys are pretty much trying to figure out how to out, outsmart the devil in this episode to get their friend's soul back. Um, they do, like, what's yes, that? They do end up outsmarting him, I, I guess. hope. Yeah, yeah. In, in the end, uh, Peter uh, goes back to you know playing in the band, uh, not the harp. Mm. Um, I, I, I did see here uh, that it was noted that at the time they could not use the word hell, uh, so in the episode they used down below. Uh, and the monkey songs featured in this episode are Salesman, Pleasant Valley Sunday, a harp instrumental version, uh, and I Want to Be Free, also a harp instrumental. Oh, those are for mm. the real monkey heads. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Deep cuts. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then uh, it should be noted that this is the final episode in which uh, Mike Nesmith wears his wool hat. Oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> It was uh, never the same after that. Yeah, but I always liked the monkeys. Uh, I like their music, but um, the show always seemed like it shouldn't work, but it did. Hmm. Uh, it seemed like they're you know funny guys, and the episodes had just enough of a story to really keep me in it. I thought it as a kid. I remember thinking yeah. it was really fascinating that a band had their own TV show. It's kind of cool. Yeah. A, a a band. Those are air quotes. <laughs> yep, yeah, they were good. Yeah, but they didn't re- play their instruments. Uh, Mike did. Did he? And, and Mike and Mickey did, I think, yeah. Oh. I'm pretty sure Mike and Mickey did. Okay. And, uh, yeah, Davey sang. 
okay. Davy right. definitely. This sucked. seems important to you. <laughs> they were all fantastic musicians. Uh, Mike, the, the world of music respected the monkeys. <laughs> all right, you're hating. No, I, I'm I, not. They, they didn't write their songs, but um, you know, they could do just enough. Uh, I remember watching the show a little bit. Never yeah. loved it. Had a lot of that uh, fast motion, I think. Yes. Uh, yes. Like <laughs> a lot of fast motion. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just like uh, the Munsters. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so that's my 10 o'clock. Let's, okay. let's move on Come to on. our second show. Yeah. Um, speaking of Munsters. <laughs> nice. I went with Munsters. Herman the Rookie. <laughs> Uh, that really is a classic. <laughs> is this a baseball one? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, Herman's teaching Eddie to how to play baseball, and he hits a ball like eight blocks or something to, uh, and hits a baseball scout or something. <laughs> <laughs> As you do. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, and, the, like, happy Gilmore of yeah, circumstances. Yeah. Um, and he puts Herman on the team, and he does amazing at first. Um, and then he starts messing up the other players and hurting them, and eventually they kick him off the team, and <laughs> things go back to normal. Um, but it's a just fun episode. It's got a lot of good like sight gags, like him trying to catch the ball and it going through his glove, and uh, him going through the back fence. And knocking over players in that fast, mo- weird fast motion thing. <laughs> um, so I just like this one. I wanted to get monsters on there. It's it is one of the few monsters I really remember pre- pretty yeah. vividly. Yeah, I and agree. With that. I haven't watched it recently, but it seemed funny. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> it ends with uh, him kicking a football and hitting a like football recruiter. Uh, ah, starts beautiful. the whole thing over again. Yeah, that's writing right there. <laughs> I like that. Yep. Very nice. Yep. Cool. Uh, okay, so my 10, this is 10.30? Yeah. Is uh, a, an episode of The Many Loves of Dobie Gillis. <laughs> you, didn't, you know this one? I've heard of it, but I've never <laughs> seen it. And this is called Dobie Goes Beatnik. Um, so the, the, the premise of the show, it's actually really like the show in the mold of like the classic Nick at night sitcom. It feels kind of like Keenan and Kel to me. It's about two best friends. One's kind of more straight laced, uh, but a really good actor, Dobie. And I mean, the the loose premise of the show is like, he's always in love with these different Mm. girls and like, he's a teenager. And then his best friend, uh, Maynard is, is a beatnik, a real beatnik, (laughs) which for like conservative, uh, late fifties, early sixties television meant that he had a little bit of facial hair, a little (laughs) bit of chin beard. And he talked about jazz and protests oh, man. a lot, but he was he was the butt of the jokes. Like uh, he was. We weren't laughing with him. No, so it's like imagine like your your racist 
uh, uncle who voted for Ted Cruz like, <laughs> would probably love this show. And I don't share and a lot. so in, do you. I, I, I was going to say, I don't share a lot in common yeah. with, with those types, but I found the show to be good despite its very like conservative kind of ideological mm-hmm. perspective. Um, and I think this episode is a good version of that. It's a classic switcheroo. So the premise is that uh, the, the father, this kind of overbearing father of Dobie, is, uh, wants this promotion for the Moose Lodge or something, like one of these lodges. And the kind of head honcho of the, all the Moose Lodges is coming in from Cleveland hmm. to uh, to check on his family to see if he deserves this promotion. But the, the trouble is... Uh, Dobie accidentally uh, trips this guy before he arrives and like has his like stuff scattered all about and they get into a little altercation so Dobie's already in trouble with his dad and with the with the uh, uh, with the guy before they even meet the family so the dad decides to have them switch uh, and so the beatnik character Maynard becomes like the straight laced Dobie, and then Dobie becomes the the beatnik. Hilarity ensues. <laughs> Lots of caricatures of uh, the both of the two actors are really good, and they're really funny, really committing to like their their alter kind of ego. Uh, a switch em up is always fun. Yeah, is this a black and white show? Yeah, it's black and white. Um, this particular episode, I think, is season two. I think it's nineteen fifty nine. Oh, okay. Um, and, uh, the, they try and make it kind of like legit, like, oh, this is what beat culture is about by kind of one of the things that the plot is hinging on is that they have to switch back before Friday night because, uh, Maynard is supposed to play bongos for Thelonious <laughs> Monk who's in town, wow. uh, which seems to be a pretty big gig for <laughs> yeah. a 17 year old high schooler. Um, uh, and it ends up that, uh, the, the kind of head honcho guy is kind of a jerk and kind of a fake. He owes money all around town. Mm. He finds out about the gay, uh, about the gag. He decides not to give the, the promotion to the guy, but then Dobie talks him out of it and said that, you know, on television they would, and isn't life better on television? That's why we watch television in the first place hmm. is because that's like what we aspire to be. So why don't we handle this? Like you'd handle it on television. <laughs> really bizarre wow. ending, yeah. <laughs> but I thought it was just really well written. Uh, I don't know. It, it felt like a, like a good episode of Keenan and Kel, like hmm. hijinks between friends kind of works out in the end. Uh, but maybe better writing than hmm. Keenan and Kel. Wow. Sounds kind of good. <laughs> I recommend this is a definitely better show than the ape show. Yeah. The I think uh, the show is actually pretty cool. I'm more intrigued by the ape show. <laughs> I mean, my picks are great. <laughs> you stand by all of them. Yeah. All right. Good. Um, well, my rocking my rocking uh, lineup continues, <laughs> oh, yeah. and uh, Chris, you may you may sniff in my direction, but uh, <clears throat> my. 10.30 is Happy Days, hey. uh, <laughs> which aired on Nick at Night from 1996 to 2000, and then again in 2002 to 2003, and then again from 2005 to 2009. Uh, this episode is called Fonzie Joins the Band. Monday, Monday, happy days. Tuesday, Wednesday, happy days. Thursday, Friday, happy days. The weekend comes, my cycle hops, ready to 
will yeah. go to bat for this episode. <laughs> um, <laughs> it is season two, episode 19 of Happy Days. Uh, and then I'm, I'll just give the quick IMDb synopsis here. Uh, Fonzie promises to provide tuxedos to Richie and the guys for their uh, formal gig at a stuffy local Leopard Lodge dance. Uh, Richie and the guys got a band, you know. Uh, but only, uh, Fonzie will only help if they let him join the, join the band and play a bongo solo to impress a girl. <laughs> so, so is Fonzie bongo. supposed to be like, like, uh, like a greaser and a beatnik? Cause that's kind of like a beatnik-y kind of thing. That's not really a greaser. I think, he, I see Fonzie as like, <laughs> yes. a, uh, a chameleon. <laughs> so I think really at heart, he's kind of a I think he portrays a greaser, but he's really good in, at sliding into whatever role he needs. In this case, he wants to impress a girl who's going to be at the dance, and he thinks his way is by kind of being a beatnik, by doing a little bongo solo. Because when he does it in the episode, it's it's a... It's a I it's, remember this. It's, it's, a, it's a great moment. Yes. The band is like playing the slow yes. song, and Fonzie is like, yes. hey, now, now, I want my solo now. And they're like, hey, it's a, it's, it's a slow song. He's like, I don't care, I want it now. Now. What? I bongo solo. Now. I'm in the middle of a slow dance. Now. Oh, maybe it's a new kind of dance. And they all stop and he does this solo and he like mouths to the girl, I love you. <laughs> and she oh you know, she kind of falls for him. So good. And then the band eventually kicks Fonzie out, and um it's it's a great it really is a funny episode of Happy Days. Uh and it's Fonzie Fonzie in a weird like watching Fonzie in kind of a weird scenario for him is always Henry Winkler's just the funniest. <laughs> he's, he's so good. He's great. Is, mm. So, so is there any clue we get from the girl? Because I'm mm. curious that that we're kind of getting to. So maybe, maybe you're right. Maybe the girl, according to Fonzie, right. seems to be the kind of girl who would dig a more like beat, bongo playing guy. Yeah. Is there are there any clues about <laughs> the girl that tip that tip that off to the viewer? Um, I not really. Besides the fact that she's going to be at this lot, whatever this lodge place is, and yeah, but a cool a cool girl wouldn't go to that. Um. Yeah. I mean, I agree. I agree with you because most of the is, people dancing are pretty old. Maybe this is really what Fonz the Fonz <laughs> wants to be. Maybe we're getting like really, if he had his way, yeah, he would be the bongo guy. Mm. I don't know. The whole method of the episode is Richie also likes a girl. And Fonz teaches him that as you play a song, you should always lip to the girl, I love you. <laughs> Classic uh, advice. Yeah, which I feel like in that Weezer Buddy Holly video, there's a moment where Matt Sharp, the bassist, kind of oh, like yeah. mouths like I love you to someone. He does mouth something and yeah. like, like really like raises his eyebrows yeah, and yeah. nods his head way. So I don't know if it stems from this episode, but uh, it's very comical. <laughs> I really stand by it. So Fonzie joins the band is my second episode. Hmm. Thought about Happy Days, but mm-hmm. I just couldn't pin down an episode that I could remember. There's a lot of them, and yeah, that's yeah. a good one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I 
the, the bongo solo I remember. <laughs> that moment where he tells them to stop playing and they're like so perplexed is, yeah, it's a good one. All right. Nice. Yeah. All right. Well, 11 o'clock. It's getting a little bit later. Sure. So (laughs) I think this next pick will reflect that. Um, (laughs) I went with Taxi. Oh. Epis code called On the Job Part 2. a part of like the cab company went out of business and so they got together at this restaurant to like talk about the jobs that they got in the meantime oh, that sounds so good. it kind of like clips to them doing these different jobs and one of them is Danny DeVito like uh, doing a sales job and just like being really uh, crazy and he gets fired <laughs> because they dislike him so much <laughs> Um, and they tell him that, so that was kind of funny. Yeah. Um, but what I really remember about this episode is the Alex character, like basically the main character, I guess, um, is a security guard, and he's like working by himself, and he's bored and stuff, so he goes through this whole thing, like, trying to keep himself entertained. And there's this one line that, like, throughout the years, it'll come to me every once in a while. It's... <laughs> It's really dumb, but Tony, he's... you got some deep Nick at night <laughs> stuff. Yeah. Um, he's talking on the security camera, and he's, like, watching himself talk. Uh-huh. And he says, this is how I look when I'm talking to myself. This is how I look when I'm saying this is how I look when I'm talking to myself. <laughs> <laughs> this is how I look when I talk. <laughs> This is how I look when I say, this is how I look when I talk. This is how I look when I smile. This is how I look with my flashlight in my mouth. This is how I look when I'm the star of my own TV show. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Alex Rieger Show. Starring Alex Rieger. Now let's get to our first guest. Our first guest this evening, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, the greatest juggler in the world, unless you forget his name straight here, <laughs> Alex Rieger. Um, and then he goes through like a whole uh, like the like acting as an announcer, and then acting like the TV's going off the air, like as it used to, you know, with the Star Spangled Banner. Um, and he, when he leaves the office, like to switch positions with the other security guard, the other security guard is Al Lewis, who is Grandpa Munster. Oh, and, uh, interesting. No, you kind love of that. <laughs> <laughs> and he has kind of a good like moment where he's like, it's he catches him like acting really crazy, and he and Al Lewis is like, uh, you know, don't worry, like you'll get used to the job and learn how to handle it. And mm. then he they switch spots, and he goes under the station and brings out a um, ventriloquist dummy and starts like doing this <laughs> ventriloquist act <laughs> uh, do we see anybody uh, anybody else's job uh, um, we also see Bobby I think his name is he's mm-hmm. the one with the long hair like the movie star guy mm-hmm. um, he's a like dresses up in a bunny costume for like an Easter party mm. with kids yeah <laughs> Did I? Were you a big Taxi fan? Yeah. Okay. I always really liked Taxi. 
my only complaint about this episode is not enough uh, Christopher Lloyd, but I think oh. his part of the story was in the first half. So mm. ah. Did you also watch the first half? No, I only watched <laughs> <laughs> Taxi? I am uh, not familiar. And I feel like I would like, I mean, I like Danny DeVito. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like Christopher Lloyd. Andy Kaufman was yeah. on that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was, who doesn't like Andy Kaufman? Yeah. I loved everybody in that show. It just like, it has kind of a weird feel to it. It feels like subdued. Definitely. Uh, like it feels like you're working as a cab driver <laughs> in, in yeah. this era. Yeah. Know? Yeah. It's yeah. Uh, not bad, but I never got real into it. Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, 11 o'clock for me. Things are getting darker. Am I going to know this show? Yeah, you're going to know this one. <laughs> oh, you'll know this one. Wait, right? we haven't gotten to the show that repeats his joke, have we? Oh, this is it. Oh, okay. This is, one. Okay, right. uh, this is an episode of The Addams Family ah. uh, called Lurch and His Harpsichord. They're creepy and they're kooky, mysterious and spooky. They're all together. Okay. Wow. Very <laughs> close to making my list. Really? <laughs> Last second oh, change. Oh, good, good. Uh, <laughs> so you're familiar with it. Then you should be familiar with the joke. Uh, yeah, well, I guess I didn't. I wasn't <laughs> anticipating that. It... <laughs> all right, all right. So I'll start with the joke. Okay. So the joke, the, well, I guess the premise of, the, of this episode is Lurch really loves playing the harpsichord. Uh, for some reason, this guy hears the music of him playing this harpsichord uh, from outside the house, comes in the house, convinces uh, Gomez and Morticia to donate the harpsichord to uh, a museum, his museum, and they, for some reason, agree, saying, like, yes, have it for free, even though this is clearly Lurch's prized possession. (laughs) The whole rest of the episode then revolves around them trying to make another harpsichord for Lurch, and... Uh, in the in, a, in the moment where Fester's measuring out the old harpsichord, he says, uh, uh, what were the, it was like, 36, 36 22, 36, yeah. oh. and, and, uh, then Gomez, you know, it's a perfect Adam's Family joke, is Gomez like, oh, those are Morticia's measurements, <laughs> like, I love this, you know, um, <laughs> We will now proceed to build a harpsichord. All right, first, I'll measure the old one. Good thinking, Fester. Here we go. You ready? Mm-hmm. All right. It's uh, 36. 36. You got that? Right. 21. 21. And 36. 36. Yeah. 36, 21, 36. By George, those are Morticia's measurements exactly. This is going to be fun. <laughs> So, uh, curious if that is uh, the same writer, but it's a pretty good joke in both cases. <laughs> yeah. um, so, w- I did pick the Adams family, though watching it again, I think I do like the monsters more. I think mm-hmm. I'm going back. I was initially on your verses more pro Adams family. I don't like Gomez and Morticia, mm-hmm. especially Gomez. Uh, <laughs> And I think especially having gone with, with you two, we, we saw the uh, the Adams Family 90s movie uh, at a movie theater a couple months ago, and that Gomez and Morticia are amazing, and their yeah. chemistry is amazing, and 
especially Gomez is just so what's what's that guy's name? Raul um Julia. Yeah, Raul Julia. Raul Julia. Uh he's so believable as this Casanova confident guy who just doesn't care about anything and kind of do anything. Whereas uh the original Adams family Gomez and Morticia seem very just like typical they just seem like they're like dressed up but very transparently like normal people mm. to me mm. like they don't they're a little goofier and less gothic um yeah. yeah but they're like they're they don't have this like darkness or charisma yeah that i feel like the 90s version captured hmm. so, but i do love lurch like <laughs> yeah he's really good. i think lurch the the character is great and lurch the actor i really like him i this this episode made my list almost solely for Lur- Lurch saying the word harpsichord. <laughs> harpsichord. Uh, that's a terrible impression. Pretty you should good. watch it. Pretty good. Uh, but I, I liked that uh, to get some heart from mm. Lurch. I quit. Gave <laughs> away my crook name. There's a, lot, there's a good amount of Fester. I like Fester a mm-hmm. lot. I like that original mm-hmm. Fester. Yeah. Um, and overall, uh, it had like kind of a, a clever ending. I thought, uh, so it turns out that these guys came and they took magically Fester and Gomez built a new harpsichord that was almost identical to this 1503 harpsichord that they want to donate to the museum. These two guys come and take the wrong harpsichord. Lurch is crushed. (laughs) Uh, but then it turns out that the guy who was there originally who wanted the harpsichord was just this fraud, and he was trying to <laughs> steal the real one to sell. Uh, and and uh, so he was put in jail, and then Gomez <laughs> is defending his case. <laughs> um, so just real, real easygoing episode. Uh, you get a lot of interaction between the characters. You get a lot of lurch. Yeah. So just good stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Lurch, Lurch, Adams families are my favorite. Yeah, there's a, there's yeah. a lot of them, and it seems yeah. in the research I've done of like looking at people's like favorite Adams families, there are a lot of Lurch fans out there. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I think the I think the show went out of its way, kind of as like almost like they knew it was like their Kramer. Mm. <laughs> yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. That they could really do anything with him, and it would be pretty funny. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, I would like. I mean, I, the only person I like more than that is Cousin It, and I mm. feel like there is not enough Cousin It. Yeah, I wonder if it, that's more of a practi- practical oh, thing. I mean, watching sure. like Thing in the original is almost borderline annoying. Yeah, it's like a whole forearm. <laughs> you see, right? It's like the whole arm out of the box. Yeah. All right. Cool pick. Um, well, eleven o'clock just must be the Adams Family Hour, uh, because in my rocking lineup. Uh, <laughs> Um, this well, Adam's family aired on Nick and Knight only in 1996, um, but this is season one, episode 33, and it's called Lurch, the Teenage Idol. Uh, and I, I mentioned this episode on our verses, but it's my favorite episode of Adam's Family, uh, and it keeps in the music theme, which is Lurch is rocking on his harpsichord, and he starts singing, which is just hilarious uh, when Lurch Man. Lurch sings, uh, and people hear him 
and he starts like all these kids start gathering around the house to hear Rich sing, and he and they get him a record deal. Gomez gets him a record deal, uh, and they start recording it, and he becomes it's like Beatles mania, except it's like Lurch mania. Does he sound like Leonard Cohen? Like what's his? <laughs> uh, he, he, yeah, I mean, totally indecipherable. Um, wow. So, uh, I would probably pick that episode if I watched it. <laughs> Sounds really good. It, uh, and it's kind of funny watching Lurch too because it really goes to his head. Like he gets really cocky in the episode. Yes. Uh, like he starts the fame really affects him, and like they're kind of you know the Adamses are not sure what to do with it. Um, but uh, yeah, it's a uh, really great. it's a really funny episode. Yeah, um, man, I. I just don't remember Adams like watching it that much at the time. I mm-hmm. guess I remember it being on for like a week at one point. <laughs> yeah. Versus the monsters. I and, think it was only on for a couple uh, months. Yeah. Um, but uh, I think I would really like it now. Yeah. Yeah, it's worth a look. If you could stomach that, <laughs> oddball Gomez. <laughs> <laughs> John Aston. Is that John Aston? Yeah, Sean Aston's dad. Huh. Yeah. Yeah, he just, uh... I think <laughs> he's not weird. He's pretty weird. Uh, I think he's pretty... I think for the time, he was pretty weird. Uh, all right. <laughs> he's got a good voice. He does have a good voice. Distinctive. If there was another episode to check out, check out Gomez Gets Amnesia. I, that was on my list of episodes to watch. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. Okay. Well, we're at the well, end of our lineups. Yeah. I wanted to end off the night with something really... That I was really going to love every second of it. Oh, um, boy. So I decided on The Wonder Years. Mm. Episode, Wayne on Wheels. What would you do if I sang out of tune? Would you stand up and walk out on me? Lend me your ears and I'll sing you a song. I will try not to sing out of key. <laughs> Uh, I don't know if you remember this one specifically, but always one of my favorites. Wayne is finally old enough to get his driver's license. So uh, he gets he gets it, and then he gets the keys to the car on the condition that he drives Kevin and Paul to the mall. And so, I weirdly remember this for not remembering much of yeah. Wonder Years. Um, so they start fighting back and forth and stuff, and um, that's pretty much most of the episode is them fighting about driving... Um, places and it ends on Wayne and Kevin getting in like a car accident kind of they like accidentally drive through this cornfield <laughs> <laughs> oh um, I remember that yes that really is that yeah. um, and they kind of go through a classic like trying to explain it to their dad and it's yeah. a great moment like he's kind of buying it and then he picks one of the corn stalks <laughs> out of the car <laughs> Um, but it ends on like one of my favorite, most memorable Wonder Years things is um, Wayne, like Wayne and Kevin kind of making up and Wayne's like, all right, get in the car. And he, you know, drives it forward a little bit to keep him from getting in. And the whole credits for like an entire minute is just, <laughs> just them screeching. going down the street, yeah. like back and forth. Yeah, yeah uh, that rings a bell. Um, I just love that uh, Wayne and Kevin fighting. Like that's some of my favorite part of the sh- parts of the show. Yeah. Man. Wayne I never awesome. loved the Wonder Years because I hate Wayne. <laughs> what? I hate him. Oh, Wayne's so good. He's great to hate though. Like, Ugh. and there's some episodes. Wayne. There's some episodes where you really 
you kind of see Wayne is, he's not the tough, you know, he's not really. Oh, I know he's yeah. not the tough yeah. guy. Yeah. It's, it's like picking on, pick on someone your own size, Wayne. <laughs> well, that's, Wayne. that's kind of his whole thing yeah. is that yeah. he has nobody else to, he has no real friends and, yeah. you know, it's his little brother. Yeah. He's the kind of person now that they would alert. Like, like, this is a possible school shooter. Oh, I don't think Wayne's quite that bad. No, I think Wayne's He's just, just a classic, like, jerk older brother character. Yeah. If you say so. He, I mean, to me, he is, like, that. That. Like, if I had to come up with one character to represent that, it would be him, Wayne. Well, that, I love that. Yeah, that family yeah. is really dynamic. With yeah. The sis- I mean, the relationships with the sister, the brother, the mom, dad... It, I'll have Wonder Years. Yeah. Well, I decided to go with um, a real classic. Uh, I wanted something that I wanted to enjoy every second of, like you're saying, but I yeah, wanted it to yeah. last. I wanted to, you know. It's nothing that sticks with you like Wonder Years when it's over. Well, I've got one word for you Maud. Godiva was a freedom rider. She didn't care if the whole world Joan of Arc with the Lord to guide her. She was a sister who really could. Isadora was the first proper to <laughs> Did you just make this up? Are you just like, are you just like winging this? <laughs> uh, first of all, I think we can all recognize that B. Arthur is a national treasure. She's great. Okay. So okay. <laughs> so why, I don't know what's so shocking about this pick. I just didn't. You never struck me as a mod guy. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I like to 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 play my uh, Nick at Night close to the best. I see know? that. <laughs> I've learned that tonight. <laughs> yep. So the particular episode uh, is called The Analyst. Mm-hmm. It's a very famous episode of TV. Nick at Night experts around the world might put it in their top three uh and and that's for a few reasons this is one of b arthur's most impressive performances she is the only it's a monologue the whole episode is a monologue she's uh she goes to a a psychiatrist and we don't see the psychiatrist the whole show and he only says like "Hmm, hmm, hmm," like every once in a while and she's just kind of working out like all of her like midlife crisis like fears and desires and uh it gets really real it's it's really well written um here's the imdb uh synopsis when maud has a session with a psychiatrist she pours out her all of her innermost feelings revealing her anxieties ranging from her feelings for her dead father her resentment towards mm-hmm. her mother and her fear of turning 50 mm-hmm. um I I checked it out just because it, um, I like B. Arthur and I'd never seen Maud. Uh, and I wanted to try, you know, shows that I wasn't familiar with. And it really, I thought it was really, really, really good. Really well written. Um, and I just thought the premise of having one character in a major sitcom on no cuts, you know, one one setting... She's the only one speaking the whole time. Was pretty interesting. Yeah, that is pretty interesting. Mm. That actually makes me want to watch that. <laughs> <laughs> Good sales pitch. Yep. Well, I I feel like 
I could sell you, if I could sell you on Lancelot Link, <laughs> I should be able to sell you on Mod. I thought. I wonder. Sh- I wonder if the title of the show hurts it. Like, yeah, I hear, I hear Mod, yeah. and I'm like, I don't want to watch it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> agreed. It's a, it's not a great name. Sorry to any Mod listeners out yeah. there. If, if, oh, they don't care. <laughs> no, I mean if there's if there's a listener named Mod. That'd be, oh, that'd be highly insensitive of us. Wow. Yeah, I guess that's so. true. Sorry, Mom. Um, I thought for sure you were going to say at the end of the episode, we see who the um, psychiatrist is, and, and it's it Bob chimp. Newhart. <laughs> oh, that'd be cool. Yeah. Well, that was... Uh... A chimp would also be cool. <laughs> <laughs> Bob Newhart was... I was toying with a really? Bob, Newhart, Bob hmm. Newhart episode hmm. uh, there, which I also learned that I like. Yeah. Yeah, okay. check it out. I think that you would like it, especially you as like a. Fr- it seems very Fraser like to mm. me. Um, it's like very self-deprecating, dry mm. yeah, humor yeah. about yeah. like mundane stuff. I think I would like it now. Cool. Um, well, my rocking lineup ends yeah. with another rocker. Uh, I also wanted to end with a show that would really make me feel good about ending the night, so I'm also ending with Wonder Years, mm, uh, nice. which aired on Nick at Night from 1997 to 2001, and this is an episode called Rock and Roll, uh, Season 3, Episode 10. Well, on the nose. Uh, <laughs> and uh, new student Larry Beeman turns Kevin on to the wonders of rock and roll. Pretty soon, Kevin purchases his own guitar and is rocking with Larry and his band, The Electric Shoes. Um, this this episode starts with black and white footage of the Beatles playing on Ed Sullivan, and it's really, I mean, this is a podcast about nostalgia, but it's an episode that really, like, it's him reminiscing about that moment of watching the Beatles, and it's really, it's really visceral, and so it's Kevin falling in love with rock, and this kid kept at, at school's rocking on his guitar, gets in trouble with the principal, Kevin thinks it's really cool, oh, yeah. joins the band, and it's really... If, if you've ever been in a band, especially, like, young, when you're not really sure what you're doing, it's really real. Like, all the kids kind of know how to play their instrument, but they can't play together. They don't know the songs to play together. So there's this really terribly uncomfortable feeling of uh, how do we be a band. And then also Kevin at home, of course, his whole family being dismissive of the idea that, like, this could even be a thing. Um, and then they finally score a show uh, at a friend's house. Um, and it's also that feeling of like your first show, people staring at you and then realizing like, I'm not good. Yeah. (laughs) And and then the kid that Kevin's kind of been idolizing Larry Beeman being the most scared of all, like he can't play. Uh, Beeman. And, and they start, they, they start like they, right at the start of their first song, someone comes into the party and shuts it down. So like the kids were really into it right at the start of the song. So they're feeling really good because someone shut them down. And they don't play again, but the whole crowd just starts chanting, like, to keep playing, you know? And so it's like, they feel like... Wow, yeah, yeah that's the best case scenario. Right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They didn't have to play, but the kids loved it. And then the episode ends again with, you know, Kevin kind of reminiscing that, you know, music, you know, not... The Beatles couldn't last forever, but in a way they did, you know, to his music it. career. <laughs> uh, to his music career. And then it ends with the Beatles playing again. Um, it's a very sentimental ending, and uh, as someone who really has loved playing music throughout my life, it really hit a chord. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't do that on purpose. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's how musical your soul is, Joey. Um, so, yeah. Uh-huh. Wonder, you don't remember that episode? 
Not specifically. They really hassle him about getting a guitar at the dinner table. So what's rock and roll? Noise. Noise? Noise? Okay, maybe that was true. But I wasn't going to be derailed by simple logic. I was determined. So, Dad, can I have a guitar? Here it came. There was only one answer I'd accept. No. That's really, that's really the best part. Uh, uh, I didn't make note of it. It looked like a just like a Fender Strat or yeah, something. Yeah, I was going to imagine. Yeah. Um, Makes he, me think of... Um, there's a pretty similar episode of um, Boy Meets World. Yeah. Yeah, with his oh, brother. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> what do you guys think of that Joe Walsh uh, with a little help from my friends? It's really good. Yeah, how do you... Uh, I hate it. Oh, what? I think I might like it more than, like, the Beatles. Yeah. I will drown Hunter Singh out of here. <laughs> oh, baby. Um, I, I can't believe that you... You're probably the only person that doesn't like that. Yeah, I think you might be the only person. <laughs> it just is so, like, the gr- like, the gruffness of his voice just feels like weight on my hands like it's so heavy-handed it's already a kind of a corny song to begin with and oh man i don't know i really like like with like kind of the big backup singers uh, yeah and the it's organ. great God, there's no it. doubt that it's great uh, I, uh, <laughs> I truly dislike it i like the wonder years but i went back to watch it um this show a few years ago when it first came on netflix mm-hmm. uh and i thought the theme song sounded a little off I'm like this just doesn't sound right so oh, i went yeah. to youtube to listen to the real one and like the first 10 comments are like came here after that <laughs> stupid <laughs> stupid netflix version yeah, yeah they they had to re-record it right because yeah. they didn't get permission yeah. yeah anyway it's great it's good yeah. uh <laughs> yeah. okay wait let's just uh let's just recap list so go through your yeah. go through your block uh, eight o'clock Gilligan's Island. Seer Gilligan. Oh, by the way, I looked. I'm sorry. I mean, ten o'clock. I looked it up. Uh, not the same writer of those two episodes. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. Just a popular joke. Uh, ten thirty. Monsters. Herman the Rookie. Eleven o'clock. Taxi on the Job Part Two. And eleven thirty. The Wonder Years. Wayne on Wheels. <laughs> Hell of a list. Not bad. Heck yeah, I like. I like it. All right, so I've got uh, Lancelot Link, Secret Chimp. Bonanna slash the greatest chase in the world. <laughs> then we have the many loves of Dobie Gillis with Dobie Goes Beatnik. Following that, we have the Adams Family with Lurch and his harpsichord. And finally, we have Maud with the Analyst. Hmm. Very interesting yeah. list. Yes. Not anticipating any of it. <laughs> Chris is always good for... Uh, Saying things that I never could have anticipated. Well, it my life is chaos. <laughs> <laughs> and then my rockin' lineup was The Monkees, The Devil and Peter Tork, Happy Days, Fonzie Joins the Band, The Adams Family, Lurch, The Teenage Idol, and The Wonder Years, Rock and Roll. Um, yeah. Pretty good. Pretty fun. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Those are all good lists. Should we talk Close Call? Yeah. Sorry. You like that jingle? I do. Oh, okay. (laughs) 
my close call was I Love Lucy Job Switching, mm. which is the, um, you probably may know it as the, like the candy stuffing uh, yes. one, um, but it's an overall great episode. Like they're try like, it might be the first time when it's like the husband and wife switching positions and finding out that, uh, oh, this is just as hard. And, yeah, you know. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's really good, really funny. Yeah, classic. And I love Lucy. Like, really embodies Nick at Night for me as well. Definitely. It's somehow I just. It was a huge part of their sales pitch. Yeah. yeah uh, I mean, yeah. Lucy was pretty much always the face of it. Yeah. But that's the definition of classic. That episode. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that is the classic of Nick at Night classics. Yeah. I yeah, I was kind of surprised. No, I dream of Genie or Bewitched. Those are the other two. Yeah. Shows that I think of. So think close. Of. Yeah. You'd really have to go with one or the other. Yep. And? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I prefer not to go with either. Uh, my, I'll well, say hold on. I will say bewitched. Uh, uh yeah, bewitched. Yeah. yeah. I my heart says I dream of genie, but I think that but your body's saying no. <laughs> <laughs> but um, because I was like, like, whoa, she's a babe when I was like eight. You know, yeah, she was a babe. Uh, but she was like the. The whole idea of how she's treated in that show is awful. She's oh, ordered def- around and definitely just the worst. Yes. And the, and the two Darrens with Bewitched. I mean, get, give me a break. Just pick a Darren. <laughs> These things happen. <laughs> yeah, I I preferred not to watch either of those shows. Uh, mm. My close call was more of a uh, a theme. I was going to go with all shows involving monkeys or chimps of some sort without picking the monkeys without uh without picking the monkeys um there are a surprising number of these nick and or maybe not surprising of these nick and night shows that have at least one episode that features a monkey oh i don't doubt it yeah so that that's and i guess my other close call as a as a show is bob newhart i Mm. came close to that, that on mine. Was there a monkey episode? Uh, there was no m- monkey episode of Bob Newhart, though, so that, that would not have fit with that plan. Okay. All right. Um, I did not pick a particular episode, but I, as you know, was a real big fan of Three's Company on Nick at Night. Um, that was extremely one notch away from making my Ferguson. <laughs> We've always disagreed upon this. This is pretty God. much, you know, I love Three's Company, you don't. You love Wings, I don't. I mean, it's, uh... It's the worst. I don't... John Ritter is so funny. <laughs> People do okay, love yeah. John Ritter. People do. Yeah. <laughs> no, not me, but... Did you ever watch Three's Company? No, I don't think I've ever seen a single episode. Oh. I just know that people love John Ritter. It's worth a look. It's just such a slapsticky, over-the-top, annoying... I hate the look of it. Theme song? Just everything about it. Uh, the theme song's the best part of it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's a good theme song. Uh, Alright, that's my close call. Let's do Ferguson's. This was really not even close. This was <clears throat> definitely my Ferguson, all in the family. Oh, I hated it when I was a kid. I mean, I haven't watched it in years, but when I was a kid, just could not stand it. Mm. Hated the look of it, the whole feel of it. 
just awful. Yeah. Felt just depressing being there in that world. <laughs> <laughs> I also could never get into it. Um, yeah. Not a great show. Yeah. It, I, although it seems people think it is a great yeah, show. Yeah. yeah. It, was, it was not something I was interested in. I would just not watch it. I wouldn't, like, hate watch yeah. it. Like, I would <laughs> perhaps my Ferguson... Which also, there was not even a second place. Mm. It is Mork and Mindy, mm. without a doubt. Wow. <laughs> nanu, nanu. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> oh, boy. Everything. Cutting edge stuff there. <laughs> everything that bothers me about every comic that I've ever listened to is kind of embodied in Robin Williams' performance in Mork and Mindy. Just like, when you're not funny, just be loud. Or when you're not funny, just do something weird. Um, it just seems... So- you don't think Robin Williams is funny? I think Robin Williams is talented. He's really talented. I think he's yeah, very talented. Very talented. I think uh, there are certain Robin Williams performances that I like. Yes. But I think left to his own devices, okay. especially in that coked up era of yeah. of Robin Williams... He is become. He can turn into the most obnoxious person in any room in the world. Okay, and I feel like that show. I'm following this logic. Yep. Is, is, is that okay? Cool. I can get behind it. It's certainly not a show I'd go out of my way to watch, no. despite liking Rob Williams. Quick, quick trivia. I did not know this. You guys probably knew this. What is Mork and Mindy a spinoff of? Yeah, man. It was on one of your lists. I'm gonna uh, happy days. Yeah, uh. which is insane. <laughs> it makes no sense. So Morgan Mini originally oh, it was on Happy Days. But I, it was like the same writer creator. Maybe I don't know. I just okay. know that much information. I feel uh. like if I know any more, it'll feel less of a magical fact to me because yeah. it yeah. doesn't make any sense. Yeah, right. it's ridiculous. That is insane. Um, I picked. There were so many shows I had either never seen that aired on Nick at Night or hadn't watched enough of. So I picked a show that I really remember being on a lot, and it was a musical show. So uh, The Partridge Family. Oh, Um, good. It's uh, (laughs) certainly just, like, gross in concept. I mean, that is kind of like the monkeys in a way of, like, just selling something. Except the monkeys' music was good, and the Partridge Family was... Yeah, Ter- terrible. It's like taking the worst of the Brady Bunch yes. and the monkeys, right? And, and like, yes, but yeah. exactly. Uh, so I really hated when that show came on. Oh, yeah, pretty poor. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, good pick. <laughs> that's a good pick. <laughs> I do, I do have one quick YouTube comment just to throw. Out okay. There. What would YouTube comments do? Um, this was from a show that we didn't mention, um, Laverne and Shirley, mm. which I always liked quite a bit. Uh-huh. Uh, Are you a Laverne or a Shirley kind of guy? Um, <laughs> Laverne <laughs> is the, like, blonde one, right? Perhaps. <laughs> I think I'm Shirley, though. Yeah, anyway, I was anyway. Laverne. Okay. <laughs> You've always said that. I've always, I've always said that. Um, anyway, I thought this was pretty funny. Um, greed... Greedo UT said, the original two broke girls. <laughs> <laughs> and wow. a yeah. few comments lower, Duckmeister said, exactly. Except that Laverne and Shirley was well written and funny. <laughs> yes. Wow. Come scorching. <laughs> yeah. uh, have you guys ever watched really good point. Two Broke Girls? No. Yeah. 
It is awful. Yes, it is. It is. <laughs> I heard the single just like laziest worst joke I've ever heard on that show. God. It 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 makes the Big Bang Theory feel like uh, Kirby enthusiasm. It's an amazing feat that someone that there are people in America who know both of those shows well. Yeah. To yeah, write that yeah. comment. That's why it's so funny to me. Like they're so on the opposite ends of lots of spectrums, including one being very good and one being very poor. Yeah. Um yeah, very good. Uh, we've heard from you guys a whole bunch, so we wanted to share some of your thoughts. Uh, so we'll we'll check that out. All right. So first up, we heard from uh, our pal Vince, and he wrote to us about his least favorite. Are you afraid of the darks? Oh, <laughs> he says, "Happy Podtober, Broskies." Uh, no shocker here, Are You Afraid of the Dark is probably my favorite classic Nick show. Despite my bias, affection, uh, there are a few episodes that I just that I just wasn't a fan of. That's not saying I won't watch them, but I quickly brainstormed and thought of five episodes from the original series that just didn't do it for me. Warning, this list may trigger some, and if it does, oh well. <laughs> Number five, The Tale of C7. The jukebox-centered episode has some great moments, I admit, but for some reason, it's been an episode of mine that I have to be in the mood to even watch. Otherwise, I'll usually skip over it. Yeah, I can understand. Pretty skippable. Number four, The Tale of the Full Moon. There's... Oh, man. <laughs> oh, he's triggered. Uh, there's something about it that just never appealed to me. It is overly campy and wasn't a favorite of mine growing up. Now I appreciate it for what it is, but that's about it. Um, that is an episode you brought, yeah. you kind of brought me to, and I love. Yeah, yeah. Number three, the tale of the closet keepers had an interesting concept of aliens having a human zoo, but again, not a favorite. I do applaud the show for including a deaf girl as the lead in the episode, though. I always thought that was great. Yeah, agreed with that. Yeah. Number two, the tale of a door unlocked. Uh, in my opinion, they should have kept the door locked. <laughs> had potential, but not my favorite. <laughs> That's a Sardo. Yeah. Yeah. Number one, the tale of prisoners past. Uh, my hatred for the meaner Jack brother overcame my power to enjoy this episode. Uh, so those totally. are his five. He said, while making this list, Cutter's treasure did enter my mind. I always found it just too long, and part one is a drag. If it wasn't for the combination of Vink and Sardo, it would have been my number five. Also, despite what others may say, Dream Girl is a good episode. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> oh, I think it's just Melissa. Uh, I don't think anybody else dislikes <laughs> this episode. <laughs> uh, really, really enjoyed Podtober. Thanks for all the hard work you guys do. Rock on, Vince. Thanks, oh, Vince. Thanks, yeah. Uh, this next one's from Bob. He says, Howdy, Gut Buckets. First, I just want to express my love for how Stimpy says marmalade in Haunted House. <laughs> I totally agree. Uh, also, Ted is better than Jake, or the other guy. I can't remember his name. Uh, Kyle? Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember all of the main characters, but when I think of Hey Dude, I always think of Danny, Ted, and Ernst. Mm. The write-in episode episode sounded so good again. Although I have to apologize to Max, I had to skip through some of his episode. Despite mm. sharing a name, I am just not into Spongebob. Oh. I've tried and I just can't do it. I'm sure it was great, though. I'm also loving the Hey Dude love. I'm midway through the Eureka's Castle episode. That was one of my favorite Nick Jr. shows, so I'm enjoying it. Until next time, blowholes, Bob. Yeah, thanks, Bob. Great to hear from Bob. Always. Yeah. Uh, we also heard from a newer listener, uh, Natalie. 
Uh, Natalie says, hey there, my name is Natalie and I'm 31 years old, librarian living in East Tennessee. Just wanted to share my love of the show with you guys. I'm a new listener, but I've really enjoyed the Are You Afraid of the Dark episodes, particularly the interview with DJ McHale and the Worst Episodes podcast. I loved hearing behind the scenes and history from DJ and I totally agree with Hungry Hounds being a very junky concept. (laughs) I had the Nickelodeon VHS tape with that episode on it as a kid and was always pissed that they picked that one to have on the tape. (laughs) Anyway, just wanted to say great job and look forward to going back and listening to others I've missed uh, in future episodes. Natalie. Really nice. Yep, always good to hear from someone new. I think we also have another new person here. Yeah, this one's from Mike. He says, hey guys, I'm Mike, a fellow Ohioan who loves 90s Nick and binged nearly every episode of your podcast and the Clickstein book within the last three weeks. Holy cow. That's like four (laughs) days of straight. (laughs) Now that I'm caught up, my goal is to try to keep up with what you guys are watching, Mm. including putting myself through my brother and me. What? (laughs) (laughs) I liked the show as a kid because I was the youngest of three kids, just like Dee Dee, but Mm. now I realize how obnoxious he was. Ah. I remember the promo for it had each character arguing that the show was about them and their brother. Huh. Yeah, I vaguely remember that. Like, which one was me? Yeah, my... uh, Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Uh, I just finished the Prank Wars episode and had a few stray observations and other things I found about the show. Notice the fraternity paddles and banners on the wall in the living room, which are real African-American fraternities. Roger says that his first assignment was Ric Flair versus Greg Valentine, which would make sense as Charlotte was a huge wrestling time back in the 1970s. The three main boy actors are all junior, the third, and the fourth. I oh, just yeah. found that strange. Yeah, yeah. That is weird. The Family of the Year Award was given out for the April Fool's edition of Queen City Magazine. Ralph Woolfolk IV is now an Atlanta cop. Oh, huh. cool. <laughs> and Arthur Reggie III is a rapper. Uh, there's a video that was shown at the rap party on YouTube that shows that it was like what it was like to work on a show at Nick Studios. The user also has several other Nick show rap parties. That's yeah. kind of interesting. Yeah. Um, he said, keep up the great work, Mike. Oh, thanks, Mike. Yeah, really nice. Indeed. Yeah, that behind-the-scenes stuff is pretty cool. Yeah. Should yeah. pop up. <laughs> uh, and then last, uh, Justin messaged us about his worst five Are You Afraid of the Darks. Uh, he says, you all know that Are You Afraid of the Dark is my favorite show from my childhood, That can't, uh, but they all can't be home runs. <laughs> so here are a few foul tips. Only counting the first five seasons, there are a few I really like in season six and seven, but they are mainly not great at that point. Uh, So, from meh to worst. Uh, He did his top ten. Ten, The Tale of the Dangerous Soup. Wow. Oh, boy. Got two Dangerous Soup fans here. Uh, Nine, The Tale of Prisoners Past. Eight, The Tale of the Fire Ghost. I don't mind that one. Seven, The Tale of the Guardian's Curse. Sick, sick. That's a goth. Uh, Guardians Curse. Isn't that the one with uh, Budnick? Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, mummy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Six. The tale of the silent servant. Five. The tale Mm. of the unfinished painting. Four. The tale of the full moon. Wow. (laughs) A lot of full moon hate. And then three. He says this is Ferguson territory. (laughs) 
Uh, three, The Tale of the Hungry Hounds. He says this was the first episode that aired that I thought was not up to par with the previous ones in the first season. Someone feed the dogs. <laughs> and then two, The Tale of the Closet Keepers. I can't even explain why this one is bogus. Just watch it. <laughs> and then one, The Tale of Badge. Uh, Ever wonder what would happen if a skilled musician had to defeat an animatronic from Chuck E. Cheese? Nope, me neither. <laughs> he said, even though these are the, my low points, I still watch and can find enjoyment in some of these. Maybe just nostalgic reasons, but either way, thank you, DJ McHale, for all of it. Absolutely. Awesome. Yeah. I uh, Insightful, right? Very insightful. I I always love... Actually, I love all these writers. I like the, I like the new. Yeah. Always yeah. Love Natalie and Mike. Yeah. yeah, Natalie and Mike. We got, we got Bob. Classic. Justin. Real classic. <laughs> Vince. Vince. Vincenzo. Vincenzo. <laughs> yeah. Man. Uh, well, it's been great looking at uh, Nick at Night. Yeah. Um, but what are we doing next time? Uh, next week we're doing another Versus. This time it's going to be Rocco's Modern Life Turkey Time versus right. Hey Arnold... Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Yeah, Arnold's Thanksgiving <laughs> or something like that. Uh, yeah, so it'll be a Thanksgiving versus yeah. uh, right around the corner. Hope you guys treat each other <laughs> warmly. In the spirit uh, yeah. of Thanksgiving. Well, we both agreed that we like both of these shows, yeah. so okay. it's always a plus when I really feel like we there's that. Yeah, yeah. And I don't necessarily just hate the thing you're talking <laughs> about. We're not talking Adam's Family Monsters. Or Rocco Ren Stimpy, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Blood that. <laughs> Uh, so that'll be fun. Um, in the meantime, if you want to get a hold of us, we're on Twitter at BOC Podcast. We're on Instagram at Orange Couch Podcast. We're at Orange Couch Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can hear us on Podbean. You can hear us on iTunes. Leave us a review. That's really helpful. Tell a friend. That's even more helpful. Uh, we really appreciate it. And Chris? Nana Nana. <laughs> uh, see you next time. Too much fucking business. Too much fucking business Too much fucking business for me to be involved in Now here go last time Working at the filling station Do too many tasks Wipe the wheel, check the tires, check the oil, not the gas Too much fucking business Too much fucking business Ward Radio.